Listening Dog Media. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Offside Rule Euro Show is brought to you by HTC. Official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League. Hello there and thank you for listening to the Offside Rule Euro Show brought to you by HTC, official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League. It's match week five. A lot can happen this week. It's Lindsay Hooper, fresh from an aircraft, actually. I've not long got back from holiday, back to a big week in European football. And I'm joined by Hayley McQueen. Hi there, everyone. Keeping everything afloat whilst I've been away as well. Um, listening on the beach as the waves are coming in, listening to your pod. I can see that tan glowing as well. Cover up, Lindsay, cover up. And our regular Euro contributor, Kate Partridge, joins us. No Kate Borsay this week, but you might know her as KP. She's got a blog out this week. In fact, we're keeping you very busy, aren't we? You certainly are. But thank you very much for going on holiday because I'm loving the Toblerone. Offside rule-europeanfootball.com if you want all the latest blogs. KP's will be up there on Friday. She's giving me a point. Yes, that's all right. Uh, go on to Twitter as well, at Offside Rule Pod for further updates. I have to say, with our competitions we've been running with HTC and UEFA week on week... Um, taking a different turn. I will let you know more a bit later, uh, but we'll also give you updates via our Twitter account, so it's good to follow there. Uh, Audio Boom and iTunes are a couple of ways to download the different podcasts that we do, so tell your friends, spread the word. Uh, we're talking preview for European football, so let's get straight into the fixtures uh, involving UK opposition this week. Starting with the Champions League, Manchester City up against Bayern Munich. They have to win that fixture in order to still be in with a chance of progressing. I can't see that happening girls can you no no just in a word no there's a lot there's lots of shaking of heads happening and um, also Chelsea away at Schalke in a much better position in their group uh, Luda Goretz are taking on Liverpool so Liverpool have got the journey to do for that one and, and off the back of some poor league form as well I was very shocked as I was lying in the Seychelles yeah I'm gonna get that one in um, to read that they, they'd been beaten 3-1 by Crystal Palace the revenge of Dwight Gale yet again. And Arsenal up against Borussia Dortmund, a match that I believe you're heading to, KP. Yes, a friend very kindly rang me up and said, would you like to go to Arsenal to see them play, quote, some German club? 
I thought, here we go, educational night. On to the Europa League and a key week, match week five, because all three of the UK teams could progress this week. Group C, it's Spurs against Partizan. In Group D, Celtic go up against FC Salzburg. So two home matches, which means Everton are the team making the trip to Wolfsburg this week in Group H. Get the latest UEFA lineups, stats and news on the HTC Football Feed app. Available for free on Google Play. So into topic one and neck on the line. We've already alluded to it there in the fixtures. Uh, two games to go and the destiny of all 16 teams into the next stage of the UEFA Champions League is on the line. Uh, we'll also know whether UK teams are progressing to the next round of 32 in the UEFA Europa League as well. So I'm going to divide up between you girls and you can actually say who you think will go through. I want a bit of justification. Hayley, which two teams do you think will qualify from the UEFA Champions League in groups A, B, C and D? Thank you. Well, in these groups already, Real Madrid are through, as are Dortmund in Group D, the group of death. And that's what it's almost proving to be for Arsenal. But the fact they are so far ahead of Anderlecht and Galatasaray, they might actually be okay despite Arsenal having to host Borussia Dortmund. They could be fine despite the fact Olivier Giroud, we now know, is going to be missing. We all love Olivier Giroud for his many talents, (laughs) his his hair, everything. I will get on to Group D in a minute, but let's start with Group A, Atletico Madrid. And uh, they are current top Olympiacos Juventus and Malmo so Atletico Madrid host Olympiacos so it's the top two going head to head then Malmo who are at the bottom host Juventus Juventus have actually said they want to win the treble this year Um, this is just purely my guess Um, but I think Atletico Madrid are just too good for Olympiacos Madrid, Atletico Madrid, have won three group matches back to back and they haven't conceded a goal either. So they are the form team in this one. Um, A win against Atletico would not actually guarantee Olympiacos a passage through to the knockout stages, but Malmo are up against them in match week six. So that, of course, would boost their chances because I think anybody's chances against Malmo are pretty much banking three points. <laughs> so Juventus, they actually scored twice in a minute to rescue that 3-2 victory, didn't they? At home to Olympiacos, um, kept the hopes of qualifying really up there in the Champions League um, alive. Juve have only lost one game in the league. So I think Atletico Madrid, who are currently at the top of Group A, will be going through. And Juventus, who are neck and neck with Olympiacos at the moment, for me, are going to be going through. It'll be bye-bye to the Greek side and to poor, poor Malmo. In Group B, Real Madrid, they have already qualified. Basel behind them and Liverpool in a terrible run of form. Maybe they need a Champions League uh, win just to get their season back on track, but the pressure might just be too much. We know the pressure that Brenda Rodgers is under as well could really come into this one. As for Basel, oh my goodness, they have registered five wins in a row in all competitions. Four of those wins, they have kept clean sheets. That's both in the Swiss Cup, the Swiss Super League and Champions League. So for me, when you look at how they're performing at the moment, I think it's going to be Basel, completely contrasting form to Liverpool. So Liverpool, of course, make that trip to Sofia and they play uh, Ludogoret. We know that um, Basel beat them 4-0 last time out. Real Madrid beat Liverpool by a goal to nil. Don't think Basel will be beating Real Madrid. I think things will work out in their favour and it will be Basel and Real Madrid to go through, as are the top two right now. Group C. Monaco, they've had a real up and down season so far. Uh, They haven't actually won 
since the, the end of October. But to just keep this one very brief for you, we have Zenit, who host Benfica. I think Zenit are going to be winning in this one, which means they will go above Monaco, who take on Bayer Leverkusen, who I think will be winning that particular match on a Wednesday evening. So I think it's Bayer Leverkusen that will go through as top of the group. We know that Dortmund have already qualified. Will it be Arsenal, Anderlecht or Galatasaray? Well, I've touched on this one. What are we What are we thinking about this? Do we think Arsenal, the only English side I get to talk about in my four groups, are going to be going through? Are we confident enough, Lindsay? I think they could, actually. I think Arsenal could do it. I'll say yes. Because Dortmund have already qualified. Mm. Just one lowly point for Galatasaray, two points for Anderlecht so far. So it's Anderlecht who hosts Galatasaray. Those two are going out for me and will not be progressing in this tournament. I'm going to go through groups E, F, G and H and already four teams have progressed. Uh, Bayern Munich, Paris Saint-Germain, Barcelona and Porto, which means we can completely discount me talking about who I think will go through in Group F because that's been decided. Uh, well, let's go with Chelsea. Let's go with an English team first of all. I'm going to start with Group G because I, Chelsea can qualify this week with a win against Schalke and I think they will get that win. A draw will also be good enough if third place Sporting fail to beat Maribor. So um, Chelsea will progress for me in Group G, along with, if we're going to cover Group G straight away, because of Schalke potentially losing, I think they'll drop points, not confidence, and Sporting will go through. So I think it will be Chelsea and Sporting who qualify uh, from Group G. KP's shaking her head, saying no, but that's my theory on it. I, I think Schalke will go through. Uh, also because they're under Roberto Di Matteo and they're having a pretty good time of it at the moment. And they also uh, they had a pretty good win at the weekend as well. So I'm going to go with Schalke. They're kind of very up and down at the moment, but I'll go with them. OK, well, we'll disagree on that one. I'm going to go with Sporting instead because I think after defeat to Chelsea, I think Schalke will will be on the low. I'm then going to jump backwards to Group E. So Roma could go through if they beat CSKA and Man City failed to win against Bayern. Now, I think we had a collective, yes, I don't think Man City are going to beat Bayern <laughs> this week, haven't we? So let's just take the on the face of it, Roma against CSKA. And I think Roma will win. I think Roma will, will actually get the result they need there. So I think they'll go through with Bayern in Group E. Uh, and then finally in Group H, at the moment, FC Porto are through. I can't see past Shakhtar Dines because not only have they got the leading goal scorer Luis Adriano top scorer with nine goals in the Champions League um, they can go through if they only draw against Athletic Bilbao who've only registered one point so far even a defeat could see them go through so I'm going Shakhtar Donetsk with Porto uh, Roma with Bayern and Chelsea and Sporting well I'm going to have a look at the Europa League and uh, the British teams that are in action because of course we can't forget Celtic being a Scottish team and uh, in terms of Europa League action, I think it's looking very, very good for the British teams. They're already up there. If you look across to, to Group C at the moment, Besiktas and Tottenham are exactly the same. When I say exactly the same, I mean exactly the same. They've played four, won two, drawn two, lost none, four, eight against three, goal difference five for both teams. Now, Tottenham are up against Partizan Belgrade, who have already been knocked out. And I can't see Tottenham on the back of the fact that they had that great comeback win against West Ham. They've got Harry Kane in form and he tends to love the Europa League anyway. So I can't really see that Tottenham are going to lose against Partizan Belgrade. Uh, I also can't see Besiktas losing against Astera. So I think it will come down to the final match match of the group, which will be Tottenham in Istanbul. And I think that will decide the group. But I think those two are 
are already going to be going through anyway, regardless of any results. So that's pretty much wrapped up Group C. Then you're moving on to Group D, which is Celtic's group, and they're playing FC Salzburg. FC Salzburg, no Red Bull in, in Europe, as we know. They don't have any wings in Europe. And Salzburg are already through. They have Jonathan Soriano, who's absolutely fantastic. He's got 17 league goals in the Austrian Bundesliga. They're six points clear in that Bundesliga as well. Salzburg are literally flying. They don't need their wings. Um, but And I think that Salzburg will probably wrap up victory or at least probably get a draw at Celtic. But either way, I can see them. But obviously, both will be going through. Celtic need a win to go through. I think that might be a push too far in this particular game. But I think that both of them will be going through anyway. Salzburg have already qualified. Then finally, coming down to Group H. Now, this has become a very interesting group because of the rise of Krasnodar. Krasnodar, the Russian team, have suddenly risen all the way up. They beat Seska at the weekend, the Russian champions. They're second behind Zenit. So Everton, in a way, are in the best position because they lead their group by a point. They're going to Wolfsburg. It's a very simple equation there. If Everton win, they not only go through, but they go through as group leaders. They're playing in Germany and Wolfsburg have some great players. Kevin De Bruyne, he has three assists, three goals in four matches. They also have Nicholas Bentner. But we're looking at those two teams to be going through. Hi, I'm Brad Friedel. Brad, Brad, Brad Friedel. You're listening to the Offside Rule Euro Show with HTC. Keep, keep listening on Champions League and Europa League weeks. Well, that wrapped up topic one and we'll move on to our European roundups in just a moment. Susie Scharf rounding up all things Bundesliga involving the, the German teams in Europe and Mina Rizuki with Syria, so covering everything Italy. That's in just a moment. But first, I uh, wanted to remind you about the competitions we've been running here at the Offside Rule podcast with HTC and UEFA. Uh, we've given away lots of different tickets over the last few weeks. In fact, our latest competition winners will be at the same match as you're at uh, this week, KP. Uh, they're going to be at Arsenal. Ben is uh, the lucky recipient of those tickets. Congratulations, Ben. Please wave and I might be able to see you. There you go. Maybe you'll take a picture for us. Um, But this week, we're we're just going to tease ahead to what's coming up because a little bit of news to do with the Euro show. We're actually going to have a live audience, girls, and we can reveal this to all of you that have been listening to the shows. So if you fancy being there at a live record for one of our podcasts, not only that, but you can win an HTC 1M8 handset and it will be an exciting exclusive one because it will be an engraved handset. You can get all of the competition details as well on our website, offsiderule-europeanfootball.com. We'll put out some teasers as well on our Twitter account, at offsiderulepod. Uh, but just to say that if you fancy coming along to that live show, it's going to be an HTC pubcast in North London. Uh, more details to follow, but it'll be on the 14th of December, looking back on all of the group stages of the UEFA Europa League and Champions League. And there's the HTC 1M8 handset up for grabs as well. It will be as usual. You'll need to use the hashtag HTC Offside to enter. So details on that coming in our review show out later on this week. Uh, we're going to get a roundup now of all things Bundesliga Syria involving all teams in Germany and Italy with Susie Scharf and Mina Rizuki. Bundesliga with Susie Scharf. Hey all, Susie Schaff here. It is, once again, everyone's favourite Champions League week when the biggest teams from Germany and England mix it up. Okay, maybe it's just mine. On Tuesday, Chelsea faced Schalke Nolfier and Gelsenkirchen as the two coaches, Mourinho and Di Matteo, have been furiously trying to convince anyone that will listen that they're not playing each other personally. A win for Schalke would see the two teams level on points heading into the last group match, while the reverse would see Chelsea win Group G. In personnel news, Schalke welcomes back Dennis Iogo and Jan Kierhoff, while Sidney Sam and Chinedu Obasi are out. 
Bayern Munich have traveled to Manchester with a crew of 19 as Manuel Pellegrini and the citizens find themselves in a do or die situation, currently at the bottom of Group B with two points and a negative two goal differential. As Bayern has already won the group with all 12 possible points, many have postulated that they might start a B squad, therefore giving City an easier time of things. Not so, says Kalu Rumenega, as he noted that a win is worth 1 million euro and a chance, should Barcelona lose, to overtake the Catalan club in the five-year coefficient rankings. And fit again, finally! Bastian Schweinsteiger will see some minutes, though not from the start, and ex-City player Jerome Boateng has recovered from a dead leg over the weekend. If it wasn't bad enough that Dortmund gave up a two-goal lead to promoted Paderborn, they also lost Marco Royce, the winger on everyone's wish list, until 2015. The club, while back in relegation zone, continues to mightily impress in Europe. And in case any Gunners fans take heart over the Royce injury, remember that the Black and Yellows beat Arsenal at the Emirates 2-0 without him. What's the reason for their form difference in Europe and at home? The smaller Bundesliga sides have got it figured out, playing park the bus and taking their chances on the break, while the big European teams play open, giving space to Dortmund's ultra-speedy attack. Again, this is Susie Schaaf, and enjoy the matches this week. The European Report with Mina Rizuki. It's time for Italy. And did you know that Roma are the best team in Serie A? Well, that is according to Pep Guardiola and everyone who works in Bayern Munich. A rather self-serving remark, if you ask me, considering it makes them look great that they beat Italy's finest 9-1 on aggregate. But according to Rudy Garcia, his side really are the best. So much so that he's convinced they'll topple everyone in Italy to win the league. Tell that to Juventus, who since changing to the Christmas tree formation, have won all their matches in rather spectacular fashion. Finally, Coach Allegri has made his own changes to tactically evolve Antonio Conte's Juve into a rather elegant and sensationally attacking side. The new shape not only encourages efficiency, but the creation of more goal-scoring opportunities. You don't believe me? Well, here's a stat. They've scored 13 goals in their last three matches. Oh, how Manchester United must rue their decision to have ever let Paul Pogba go. The youngster developed greatly under Conte, but under the tutelage of Allegri, he has improved that bit more, especially as he's given greater license to attack, forming one perfect partnership with Tevez ahead of him. Against Lazio, Pogba played his best ever game, scoring two and providing the kind of quality that belongs to the upper echelons of football. But Juve can always perform in the league, but can they win their next two games in Europe? Mamo may not be the toughest challenge, but the old lady's problems are more psychological, as technically they're superior to most sides they have faulted against. Should they finish level on points with Olympiacos in second, then they're out. And what will people say about the Italian league then? How the mighty have fallen, perhaps? Maybe, but consider this. If Roma defeat CSK and Manchester City lose to Bayern, aren't the English champions out of the Champions League too? So here's the question. Can Roma do the job on a cold and windy night in Russia? That's all for now. Ciao. Thank you very much to Mina and Susie. To finish off this week, we're going to talk about European icons next. Um, Hayley, you mentioned Olivier Giroud earlier on in the podcast. Um, we're going to talk about the Arsenal striker here as some inspiration for this topic because he's very particular about his hair. Last week in an interview with the Evening Standard in the UK, in London, he revealed that David Beckham was his style icon. So I want you both to pick a couple of footballers who we will know from Champions League or Europa League 
League Football. Um, do they have an icon or do you think they should have an icon of sorts? So you can use your imagination on this one. You can tell us who you, you imagine their icon would be and why. Going to start with Hayley. Yeah, a couple. It's quite hard to find these icons that are not footballers because these young boys who just live and breathe soccer basically look up to their footballing heroes. And as a young boy, 14 years old, being interviewed by Barca TV, Cesc Fabregas admitted that Pep Guardiola was his absolute idol, his hero. And he's also a fan of some particular type of films as well. A couple of quotes from this interview. It's very cute, very cute. He was in a team at the time um, that included um, Javi, Iniesta and Piquet. Is it Disney films? Uh, No, definitely isn't. But he he said, a lot of how Guardiola plays in the same position as me, he's been doing it for so many years. I notice how he always gets his head up before he makes a pass and the speed with which he does it. I like to get on the ball and play decisive passes to create chances for my teammates. When he was just 14 years old, he also said, here you go, in my spare time, I like to go to the cinema, listen to dance music, go to McDonald's, and I love Chuck Norris. <laughs> KP, what have you got? I'm just amazed at Chuck Norris, to be honest. I'm trying to see how that would translate into Spanish or into Catalan, wouldn't it? With the, with the subtitles underneath, that would be something else. I'm looking at an inspirational figure. When we were looking at the idea of icons, I took it literally rather than laterally and looked at some of, the, of Europe's top players to see who they look up to. And the person that came up as, as ranking very highly is perhaps the highest of them all, and that was Jesus with, and their <laughs> Christian faith. And Neymar, he attributes many of his goals and also his success to Jesus, and he always points to the heavens whenever he scores. David Luiz, apparently, when he was playing in Portugal, used to drive around with a van that had bumper stickers saying how avid a Christian he was. And Hamas Rodriguez has a tattoo of the Redeemer on the back of his left calf. It's not the best tattoo I've ever seen. In fact, it tends to come up in one of those like bad footballers' tattoos, unfortunately. And finally, Tim Howard as well. He attributes his his ability to be able to keep well in goal and also to overcome his Tourette's due to his Christian faith. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention footballing icons in a lookalike sense. So if you imagine these players and who they look like, you think that they must somewhere along the line be trying to um, target their inner these people. So for instance, Samir Najri um, must try and be more comedic on the football pitch because he looks like Michael McIntyre, doesn't he? (laughs) So I think that might be an icon for him. Um, Real Madrid's Luka Modric with David Guetta. Is he going to start pulling out the tunes? Maybe that's an icon there because they look very similar. And Xavi uh, with Robert Downey Jr. Follow us on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod and like our page on Facebook. Simply type in the Offside Rule We Get It. There's only one of us. Let's leave that there then, girls, for this week. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, a reminder that we'll give you more details of our next competition with HTC and UEFA. We're going to be giving away an HTC 1M8 handset. It's going to have a special engraving on it. You won't be able to get that anywhere else. Uh, plus some tickets to come and see the HTC podcast of the Offside Rule. Uh, we're going to have a live audience and um, that's going to be on the 14th of December details of that to come later this week in our review show but you can also go across our website offsiderulepodcast.com offsiderule-europeanfootball.com if you want to go specifically to our mini euro site you can follow us on Instagram now offsiderulepod we're on Facebook the Offside Rule Twitter of course where we released a lot of our news at offsiderulepod uh, so thank you very much both for joining me and we'll be back for the review show later on this week won't we Hayley? Yes and thank you very much for listening from myself and Kate Partridge thank you for joining us on the preview show and I know you've got your European blog to write so we'll let you crack on with that 
Thank you. I've got my fingers at the ready to get on the typewriter. Thank you very much. Terms and conditions for this week's HTC competition are on our website. OffsideRulePodcast.com Sports Social Podcast Network Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.